Hello, Spirit and Truth podcast listeners. My name is Joshua Koppel, and today I'll be doing a podcast titled The Unknown God. Did you know that 81% of Americans say that they believe in God according to a 2022 Gallup poll? In 2017, the percentage was 87%, and in the 50s and 60s, it was 98. 81% doesn't seem like such a bad number, and to be perfectly honest, it's a little encouraging in some ways. But I want to take you back to about 49 AD, almost 2,000 years ago, to a time when this number was probably an accurate depiction of the people of Athens, Greece. Let's pick up the story from the moment Paul knew he had a tough task ahead of him. Acts 17:16, KJV. Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Paul arrived in Athens, a city full of belief in God. But it was not the faith we hold today in Jesus Christ. His mission was to preach the gospel once Silas and Timothy arrived, but he couldn't wait. His spirit was so stirred by the enormous amount of idolatry that surrounded him in that Greek culture, he had to do something. In Athens, Paul was not dealing with Jews. He was dealing with Greeks. When you spoke to a Jew about Jesus, they knew who you meant. When you mentioned sin, they understood. If you spoke to them of the prophet Joel and his prophesying of the Holy Spirit falling in our day, they would be able to connect. They may not agree with you and they may not like what you have to say, but evangelism among the Jews was different from this new culture in Athens. In Athens, there were many gods. Some gods were Zeus and Hermes. Others were demigods like Hercules. And yet, others were more pantheistic, or basically, the universe, quote-unquote, as some people like to say today. But nevertheless, these people held a belief in God. If Gallup had conducted their poll in Greece, I'm not sure they would have gotten a much different response than they did in America in 2022. So it was up to Paul to share with them the gospel in a tangible, understandable way and a powerful way that he knew. Acts 17.18 says this, Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him. And some said, What will this babbler say? Others, some, he seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. These Epicureans were followers of Epicurus, who taught a devotion to happiness and pleasure with the gods being a faraway force of nature, whereas the Stoics focused on personal improvement by controlling one's passions in order to submit to the pantheistic universe, which was their idea of God. Both of these groups were interested in Paul's teachings, though, as a better way to live. Now, some decided to continue living how they wished, and they desired to ignore the teachings that Paul shared, but others requested that he come to Areopagus to share his new doctrine, as they called it, with the other religious minds of the day. This was Paul's moment. Standing on Mars Hill, he preached a word about an empty altar that was found among all the other idolatrous altars in the city. This altar was inscribed to the unknown God. Now, Paul taught them that this God, this Jesus, 
was the God of heaven and earth, but yet was close enough to love and form a relationship with one who would turn to him with a desire to be saved. That's us. He quoted their own poets, Epimenides and Aratus, in Acts 17, 28. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. We are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That name saves us and puts us under the blood of Jesus. We are filled with his Holy Spirit as the prophet Joel taught the Jews so long ago, a wonderful word for us today still. This was seen on the day of Pentecost and again and again in the New Testament and again and again today in America and across the world. This is the full gospel that we should now live and move and have our being in according to the word of God, the Bible. Now, Paul knew that he had to share this with the people of Athens, this wonderful truth that we have, and we must share that today with the people of our cities. In Acts 17.30, it states, And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Thankfully, our God knows that we all have a time of ignorance as a child or as a person who's unaware of the truth of the Bible. But God is calling all of us and all of our friends to repentance today. Acts 17.31 says this, Because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, talking about Jesus, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead. We know there will be a judgment one day for those who decided to follow Christ and for those who chose their own path, whether they chose idolatry through wrong religions, money, sex, drugs, careers, or simply chasing pleasure like the Epicureans chose to do. But we know we have a chance with the Lord. We have more than a chance. We have a promise that if we will follow him fully, we will be saved. Paul did his part. He sowed seeds of truth among the philosophers, Athenians, and all who would listen. At the end of the day, some still mocked him, but others said, We will hear thee again of this matter. What an honor and a joy it is to share the gospel with those people that God has placed in our path. To those who turn away or mock, we pray God would continue to place others in their path and that they would have faith in Jesus someday. But to those who say, yes, tell me more, let us joyfully respond with all that we can tell them that God has shared with us through the preaching and the teaching that we have received at our church. In the end, certain men clave unto him and believed, among the which was Dionysus the Areopagite and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Church, if we can save just one of these 81 percenters in America today who say they believe that there's a God, we will have been a part of a beautiful plan of salvation that someone else once upon a time shared with us. It would also encourage us to be able to see these people change their lives by the truth that has changed our own. I also want to encourage you today to pray for a stirring in your spirit, the same stirring that Paul felt in Athens. We cannot become a part of this culture, our Netflix, 
school events, Instagram reels, and new coffee shops must not lull us to sleep in this present age. God may wink at ignorance once, but now is a time for repentance and redemption through the church and through our outreached arms to those around us. Let me pray for you today. Lord, I plead your blood over all those who are listening, God. I pray that they would feel a stirring to reach out to others around them who need the truth. Lord, whether they be like these people in Greece who didn't know anything about the Bible or whether they be friends of ours more similar to the Jews who have an understanding of Christianity, but Lord, they lack the full gospel. Lord, today we have the truth. We have the Acts 2.38 message. And I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't wink, God, but that we would look dead on at the world around us and see what we can do. Lord, how can we help? Who can we share this truth with? this gospel. Lord, Paul was stirred in his spirit. He couldn't even wait for his friends. Lord, I pray that we would feel that same stirring, that we wouldn't wait for someone else to come alongside us. Lord, if no one has come alongside us, let us go instead. Let us go forth into this world and share this gospel, Lord. Let us be bold, whether we are alone or in groups. It doesn't matter because the gospel message must be preached. In Jesus' name, and I pray an encouragement over the listener that God is with you. You can do it. Share this message. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless.